Welcome to Pull Up the Tape Podcast, the podcast that keeps you connected by providing all the hottest and most current takes in the world of sports. This podcast is a full version of today's episode. Lastly, share this podcast with anyone you know that loves basketball, boxing, football, MMA, and soccer. It's greatly appreciated. Happy listening and enjoy the episode. in this bitch, nigga. All right. My name is Michael DeLude. Today is episode 109 of Pull Up The Tape. Today is also Wednesday, October 26, 2022. I'm in this bitch. Let's get it. All right. So as you guys all know, it's officially been a full week since the NBA has come back. And yesterday, obviously, Tuesdays, Thursdays, TNT primetime games, Yesterday's primetime game, even though yesterday's primetime game was actually a really, really good one, even though one of the teams was missing three out of their five starters. Yesterday, the New Orleans Pelicans beat the Dallas Mavericks 113-111. And let me put everything into context really quick because this is such an incredible win for the New Orleans Pelicans. One, they didn't have Brandon Ingram, 20-point score. Two, they didn't have Zion Williamson, 20-point score. Three, they didn't have Herb joint, Herb joints, Herb, <laughs> Herb joints, Herb. J- <laughs> they didn't have Herb Jones, starting point guard, and also the best perimeter defender that they have on the team. And I, and as I was watching the game, they just kept saying that part, like, "Oh, the Pelicans are missing key starters in the rotation." And the whole time, I was just thinking, man, I know for a fact, if my Lakers were missing Anthony Davis, LeBron James. And I, I I don't know Kendrick Nunn they're not winning that fucking game, so credit to the credit to the Pelicans for being able to pull that shit off because I know for a fact I know for a fact I can I can bet my whole fucking life the Lakers would the not only would the Lakers not win a game like that they would be getting dubbed by by the end of the first quarter by the end of the first quarter by the end of by, shit midway through the first quarter shit at that. All right, so as I said, great team win for the Pelicans. They had eight players score in double digits. Troy Murphy, three for well, he was Troy Murphy the third, perfect from the field. I I I I've never seen this shit before. Eight of eight from the field, four four from three, twenty two points. Nick Marshall, I don't know who that is, but he had fifteen points. C.J. McCollum, he really struggled shooting from the field. He was six of twenty one. He had fourteen points, but. He was able to impact the game in other aspects because he had 11 assists. So it means he was in a, he he was getting his teammates involved. He was getting them great looks, easy buckets, and then he got it going ah midway through the fourth quarter to where you know start to gain gain momentum and you could tell you know what the the Pelicans might be able to pull this out. Devontae Graham 14 points, Jonas Valanciunas 13 points, Jose Alvarado 13 points, Larry Nance 11 points, and Dyson Daniels 11 points. And man, I. Anytime I'm I'm gonna keep it a thousand with you. Anytime the the Pelicans are playing a good team, just know I'm gonna be tuned in, man. I man, I, I always I always talk about this. I always talk about this, man. In sports, it's not as hard as people make it seem to have a good team and not even just a good team, a competitive team. If you have a competent head coach, which Willie Green is, 
and you have a co competent GM, which David Griffin is. When you have when you have smart people in 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 plays of in in, in roles of in pop, ah in positions of power in these teams, this is why you see success. For example, the Spurs, Gary, uh, Greg Popovich, and I don't know who the, I don't know who the Spurs GM is, but they've had the same like it, it it's it goes hand in hand. If you have if if the front office is tied in with the head coach and the head coach is tied in with the star player and you guys are all working like man when it, it doesn't even matter what what team sport it is it's just a history of all team sports if you just look at look at the way the best teams are structured good coach star player even if i even if i want to uh, translate i i could translate to different different teams or different different sports real madrid they won three champions league back to back to back why they had Cristiano Ronaldo. They had Zinedine Zidane as a head coach. And the sporting director was buying good players, right? Football. The Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid. Very, very good. Very, very good GM. Like, if you have these things, and I'm and I'm and I'm I'm so enamored by the Pelicans because this is the same team that we that my my favorite team, the Los Angeles Lakers, stripped them. Stripped them bare of their best player. And then what did they turn around and did? Somehow they, somehow they got the number one overall pick. Oh, no-brainer. Draft Zion Williamson. And then continue to build around him and then assemble a, 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 the team that you see today. It, 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 oh. I don't know why. It's, just, it's, it's, it's really painful to watch the Pelicans because the Pelicans can only get better. They still have the Lakers picks. They can only get better. They can only get better. So credit to the Pelicans. Uh, I, I'm I'm really really looking forward to watching them this the rest of this season, and man, I'm really disappointed in Dallas. I'm really disappointed in Dallas. I seen a video where another YouTuber he talked about he he, he mentioned the saying, "Don't play with your food," and I definitely feel like that saying is what embodies what what Dallas did. They came they came into New Orleans. Ah, uh, maybe check the scouting report. Oh, no Zion, no Bi, no Harp Jones. Oh, this should be a cakewalk. Thinking that you know they're playing a shorthanded team, and you know there's, there's, we don't really. Maybe we can relax, and maybe we don't really have to you know go all out. But no, like this is the look. First of all, this is the NBA. It's the top one percent of basketball players are in the NBA. There are dudes that are good enough to be in the NBA that aren't even in the NBA. So in the event where three new guys, three guys who don't typically get the minutes that they want or feel like they, they deserve are about to get extended minutes, of course they're going to fucking show out. Of course. Of course they're going to go out with the mentality, but I'm going to ball the fuck out because I want minutes. So when you, when you have situations like and then like I said, the NBA is – everybody in the NBA can go. Everybody in the NBA can go. Everybody. Anybody. Majority of the guys in the NBA, if allowed to, if allowed to take enough shots, can score 30 in any NBA game. But, you know, obviously there's politics. Certain guys get make more money than other guys, so other guys aren't allowed the free reigns to do whatever the fuck they want on the offensive end of the floor. So that's why you don't really – that's why sometimes you see, oh, like you're surprised at how good certain players really are. But, man, every nigga in the NBA was a nigga in high school and a nigga in college. All of them can go. So in a situation where – the Pelicans are playing without three stars, man. There's three capable dudes that are going to be coming into the lineup and trying to earn minutes and trying to earn their keep and trying to impress and put out tape for other teams, even if they can't earn minutes on the Pelicans. 
shit, who knows? Maybe they might trade for these dudes or by the trade deadline or whatever the case may be. And man, you you could just see you could just see that in in the way that some of these dudes are playing. Like I said, Troy Murphy the third, he went perfect from the field. What? That's not gonna put. That's not gonna leave an imprint in Willie Green's mind. Like, oh, maybe I should try and incorporate get get him more minutes or something like that. But man, the the, the Mavericks came out flat. Ugh, they probably thought last night was gonna be a cakewalk, and it unfortunately wasn't. And then you know, also what doesn't help is when you have starters like Reggie Bullock go one from eight, one for eight from from the field, score three points and and, and play thirty five fucking minutes. Not only is that not good enough, that's fucking terrible. Same thing with Dorian Finney Smith. Dorian Finney-Smith, 2 of 5 from the field, 4 points, played 35 minutes. That is not good enough. So from, from two starters, from two starters, you got 7 points. And they combined, they played 70 minutes. What the fuck type shit is that? That's not good enough. That is not, that's not good enough. Spencer Dinwiddie showed up and came to play. Luca showed up and came to play. He didn't really shoot the best from 3. I think he was like 2 of 13. Obviously, that's not good, but... You know, you know what you're gonna get with Luka Doncic. He's gonna come and play. It's a bad. Lo- this is a very bad loss for the. I don't, I don't want to say very bad because you know they obviously they still could have won the game. But this is a bad loss for the for the Mavericks, man. They they they, they were playing against a a, a short handed team. They should have came there. They they played with their food. They should have came there and dominated. But that's not what happened, unfortunately for them. But it is what it is. I mean, I'm just happy as a basketball neutralist. You know, when when my team isn't playing, that I get to watch good games. And, you know, typically, hey, kudos and bravo to the NBA, man. I'm actually really, really excited about this season. I think this is going to be like the first season where I'm watching every, I'm watching games every single day and, you know, recording and getting this content put out and whatever the case may be. So, as I said before, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this this season. And, um, man, who knows what type, what type of position I'll be in by the end of the season. So, uh, let me get into the next game, the game that happened on the West Coast, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, they really put it on the Warriors last night. They beat the Warriors 134 to 105. And um, simply put, even though it is a regular season game, it's a great win for the great win for the Suns. Um, their offense was clicking the entire first half. They almost put they, if I'm not mistaken, they they put up like 40 something points in the first quarter. And uh by halftime, they had like almost 70 points. And in the third quarter, they held the Warriors to just 20 points. And then, you know, Clay Thompson got fucking ejected. On some fucking soft ass boo boo shit, and then they just beat the fu- blew the doors off them after that, and um, you know it's a lot of positives that Phoenix can take from the from the game. Devin Booker had a really strong outing. DeAndre Hayden had a strong outing. Chris Paul finally got it going on the offensive end because Chris Paul has looked Chris Paul has looked out of it since the fucking since game two of the Dallas series. Like I remember game game three of the Dallas series, he was horrible. Game four, he was horrible. Game five, eh. Game six, eh. Game seven, he was fucking terrible. So, and then even to start this season, he wasn't he wasn't playing his best basketball. And you know, the CPP, CPP, CP three, we know he can be. But good for them because you know they actually got their offense clicking. I want to more so. I want to talk about the Warriors because I'm not gonna lie. I was actually very very disappointed in the Warriors because the Warriors have struggled on defense in all the games I've seen them play this season. All the games I've seen them play this season, this season, they haven't had a great start on the defensive end whatsoever. Not not even close. Specifically guarding the pick and roll, and and the paint, pick and roll. They were getting abused last night. Any anytime anytime Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton were running the pick and roll, they were getting whatever the fuck they wanted. 
anytime Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden were, were running the pick and roll, they were getting whatever they wanted. And even, even if I go back to their last game against the Sacramento Kings, bro, De'Aaron, they, they could not, they could not, I repeat, could not contain De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox was doing whatever he wanted in the pick and roll. Torched them over and over and over and over and over again. And the thing about defense, specifically in the NBA as well, is that, you know, what defense boils down to is being focused and being locked in on that end of the floor, being detailed, communicating, communicating with your teammates, and having good habits, which at, at, this, very, at this very point, the, the Warriors are lacking. In, all, in both of their losses, they gave up, in, in every single one of the losses, they've given up over 120-something points. That's not Warriors basketball. That's not Warriors defense. That's not Warriors anything. And then, I'm not not to mention it does obviously doesn't help that Clay gets fucking thrown out on some fucking weak ass bullshit ass call. Like, what? And it, let, let me let me address let me address the whole the Devin Booker situation. I, I me personally, I like Devin Booker. Why? Because Kobe Kobe spoke so highly like Kobe spoke so highly about Devin Booker. I watch I vividly remember watching Devin Booker play in college. On Kentucky, the the year that they almost uh, the year that they lost to Wisconsin in the, in the Final Four, I vividly remember watching him. Remember him coming off the bench as the Harrison Twins were him him and Tyler Ulis was coming off the bench. Harrison Twins were the starting guards, and I've seen you know obviously seen the growth and the progression in his game, and you know seeing that he loves the game, he puts in the time and effort to become better and better every single season. But man. A lot of people do not fucking like Devin Booker. Like, a lot of niggas do not like Devin Booker. Why? Because, I mean, in my opinion, Devin Booker's a really good player. But, damn, he really pops his shit like he is. Like, he won three MVPs, two championships. And when I see him, and then it, and then when I, when I seen what was happening with him and Clay last season, or last season, last night, my mind immediately jumped back to, what happened in the playoffs last year? He was talking shit about Luka Doncic, and what happened happened. Like at the end of at the end of Game Five, Luka, you see Luka walking through the tunnel. Like, yeah, it's easy. It's easy to talk shit when you're up. It's easy to talk shit when you're up. Everybody's a tough guy when you're up. I remember Michael Jordan saying this in um in uh, the Last Dance. He said, "You know, I'm I'm gonna pretty much paraphrase what he's saying." It's easy, it's easy to talk shit when you're up. Like, okay, anybody can do that. But can you talk shit when you're down five? Can you talk shit when you're down 10 in the fourth quarter? Can you, can you, can you, like, can you stand on what you're saying? Like, nigga, I'm about to cook you. You guys are not gonna win this game. Yeah, that that's that's when you know you have a nigga. Yes, that's when you know you have a nigga. And it seems like Devin Booker likes to talk. And I and I, and I get it. He's one of the best players in the NBA, whatever the case may be, but the the entitlement that that I that I see. And and what I see when he's when he's popping in wherever case may be, it's like, bro, man, D book, man. There's there's like, and then not, not to mention, man. Ah, I just I I me personally, I just feel like, and and I I, I I'm a preface this. I fuck with D book. I like him as a player. I like him as a person. Hey, man. There's no room. There's no room for you to talk shit to, especially not to Clay Thompson, especially not to Clay Thompson. Bro, after the after, and I say this respectfully. The way the Phoenix Suns ended their season last year might be the most embarrassing thing I've seen in the history 
of team sports. Not that that was the most fraudulent, horrific. If I was a Phoenix Suns fan, I would have been I would have been disgusted, appalled. I would have wrote a letter to the mayor demanding every single person that attended that game get a refund for their ticket because the display that they put on that court for their fans in a game seven situation was just uh, Hey, on the damn homies, it would have been issues. It would have been issues. It would have been issues. They wouldn't have just been able to go home, go home peacefully after that. Fuck that. Especially if I play for, if I play for floor seats, court size seats, and you niggas is getting dubbed by 50? Hell no. You can't, you can't, bro, you cannot then talk shit to a fourth. Like, that's, that's just not it, bro. Never. 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 You, 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 until you redeem yourself for that, you can't pop it at nobody. You can't pop it at nobody. That's crazy. That's actually crazy. And I, and I know a lot of people agree with me because every time I think of the Suns, I, I, it doesn't matter. And even throughout this season, it doesn't matter how good the Suns' record will look or anything like that. I, I, until I see the Suns, like, no, I, I don't believe in the Suns. I don't believe in the Suns at all. Why? What they showed us last season. They had the number one. Okay, they, they got to the finals the short the shortened year with the 66 games. Uh, you know, they were up 2-0, choked that shit away. Choked like they were on their fucking knees get, trying to get their fucking rent paid. They choked like they were on their knees trying to get their rent paid. And then the next season, number one team in the Western Conference. And then, and then that bullshit happened. And I, don't even, I don't even want to say bullshit. They just... I don't even like speaking on the Suns because I, I don't fuck with the Suns, but it is what it is. So, I mean, Clay, Clay got ejected. I mean, in that situation, you would just hope that, you know, Clay can control his emotions. But, hey, that's the first time he's ever gotten ejected in a, in a game. And I definitely feel like that probably won't happen again. So, I mean, it is what it is. And I, I don't know. Maybe I myself probably would have got pissed too. Like, nigga, no. Nigga, if, if I don't get your dad, Luke, on the line, nigga, if you don't shut your bitch ass up, bro, nigga, stop talking to me, nigga. I got four rings. Nigga, suck my dick, nigga. If I was Clay Thompson, I'd be really disrespectful. But, hey, we're two different niggas. And the last thing I want to talk about is Aaron Donald and Jalen Brown. So, Aaron Donald and Jalen Brown – uh, both put up statements saying that they are parting ways with Donda Sports. And obviously, to no surprise, I mean, Jalen Brown, com- it not even comes off. Jalen Brown is a very intelligent dude. Went to Cal, had a 4.0 GPA or 4 point something GPA. And, uh, it might have been even higher than that. 4 point something GPA in, in college. I mean, in high school, very, 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 very smart dude. Obviously, we know where Jalen Brown stands in terms of how he feels about the black community and what he's willing to do for the black community and how he stands up and uses his voice and uses his platform to better black people and, uh, and just obviously give them opportunities and just give back in any way, any way possible. He's a high integrity dude. He's a solid dude. He's a good, he's a good guy on and off the court. Same thing with Aaron Donald. And, you know, yesterday when I woke up, I seen that uh, Kanye West, uh, what happened? Yeah, Yeezy decided to drop him. For his comments that he made, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know what the fuck Kanye's been on, but he's been on bullshit, bullshit. And also, Gap decided to drop him. So, I mean, I wasn't surprised when both of them decided. You know what? We're going to separate ourselves from that nigga, from that nigga, because he's bugging. And I mean, I don't blame him. 
I don't blame. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I would want to be associated with Kanye any any sort of way as of right now, like any sort of way. I I, I want to say I hope Kanye can get his act together, but truthfully, I don't even think Kanye gives a fuck. Honestly, Kanye is gonna do what Kanye wants to do. And um, with that being said, that's gonna be the end of episode one hundred nine of Pull Up the Tape. My name is Michael Delu. Y'all know how I like to end every fucking episode of this podcast. Long live my brother. I miss you every single day. Long live Nip. Long live Kobe. Long live Gigi. Long live Pop Smoke. Whoa. Long live Mac Miller. Long live Fort. Free Chef G. Free Pooh Free the whole YSL. I'm out this bitch. Nigga, it's comeback season. You already know what it is. Stop playing with the boy.